touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm Jonathan Strickland, and today I've got a special treat for you guys. There's a great charity called Extra Life that has a near and dear place to my heart, and I've been really lucky. Uh, Michael Kinney, the manager over at Extra Life, and Jeremy Adams, the founder of Extra Life, have kindly agreed to appear on the show. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? It's great. It's great. Thank you so much for joining us. Our listeners are going to absolutely love this, I know. Uh, they might not even be aware of this charity, and it's an awesome, awesome thing. So the first question we have to jump into is, what exactly is Extra Life? Extra Life is um, basically just like a run, walk, or bike ride type fundraising event, except uh, we sort of uh, don't put so much emphasis on moving around. It's it's about video games. So whereas one person might sign up and to uh, run a, a long distance or to bike a long distance, we uh, ask gamers to sign up and do what they love to do, and that is to game for a, uh, a pretty significant period of time. It's a 24-hour marathon at, at its core. Um, and you get friends and family to sponsor you just like you would any other type of fundraising event. Now, uh, this has been something that uh, I had heard about for a couple of years. I actually participated last year and I'll, I'll talk more about my experience toward the end of the show. And, uh, I know that there are a lot of people who are getting involved in this and the, the money that's raised benefits the Children's Miracle Network. Can you speak a little bit about what exactly that is? Uh, Seaman Hospitals is basically 170 children's hospitals in North America, in the U.S. and Canada. Um, we serve every child that comes through the, the door of our hospitals, uh, regardless of their family's ability to pay. And Extra Life is a program of Seaman Hospitals. Um, and so in 2008, I founded Extra Life in my living room, along with uh, help from some friends of mine and my wife. Um, and it quickly grew to where uh, benefiting just one hospital was really no longer an option. And so in 2010, I donated the uh, intellectual property of Extra Life to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and uh, we had an agreement that they would help us to grow this and to reach more kids. And now we're able to to benefit 170 children's hospitals. Um, they're, uh, it, it's basically, if you live in North America, there's one near you, and everything you raise as an Extra Life participant goes directly to that hospital to help kids. Now, that's phenomenal. And so it's, it's uh, really for anyone in North America who can participate, it's not something that's uh, that's regionalized at all in that case, right? No, that's no, right. But we do have some localized stuff that Mike can tell you about in, in our Guild program, which is a, a new initiative this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the Guild program. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to touch base real quick on that, we actually have people from around the world participating in Extra Life. It's not just people in North America. Um, I mean, there's there's ways for them to play for some of our hospitals who really do have a strong presence abroad as well. Um, but going back to the, the localness of the program here, we started something called the Extra Life Guild Program, which is basically just a, a physical movement of the Extra Life program um, taking place in, in local cities that already kind of had that strong presence with Extra Life there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just better and extra lifers who, who love what it's all about, who love gaming, whether it's video games, board games, yard games, whatever. Um, they're on board with extra life and they, and they want to help us spread the word. So they get together monthly and, and just talk about local conventions or festivals or concerts or, or movie releases that are coming up that they could go and, 
and have a presence at and represent their local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. That's um, really cool. Yeah, we're we're in 25 cities here in the United States and three up in Canada. And uh, as Extra Life continues to grow, so will that program. And we'll be launching more guilds in, in a city near almost everybody. <laughs> now, the... A lot of a lot of extra life is centered around uh, the uh, the idea of National Game Day. Although, of course, the people who are participating in this, you don't you don't have to tie yourself down to any given date. But when is National Game Day in 2014? Perfect question. So uh, our official game day for this year is going to be October 25th, Saturday. Um, we're going to be starting at 8 a.m. Central Time and going till 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. You don't have to, if you're, I mean, a lot of people, especially that's football season too. Yeah. We understand. Um, a lot of folks, uh, have issues. They have to work that day. Something comes up. Extra Life is really sort of an open source movement, meaning you can do it the way you want to. Once you sign up, you can customize your fundraising page and say, look, actually, I'm doing it on, on, you know, the next Saturday or I'm, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to do a different kind of spin on Extra Life. There are a lot of people that are doing Extra Life in ways that we never even imagined. Um, everything from bake sales to all kinds of other things. Uh, so it's, it's really about making it your own. The core mechanic is, yeah, you sign up and on October 25th, you're part of like this, this quietness in the streets that occurs as everyone stays in and plays their games. <laughs> um, but, but really you can do it when you want to. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, uh, it's, it's fun because I, I remember last year, I think it fell on the, the, the end of daylight saving time. So yeah. it ended up being 25 <laughs> hours. And let me we tell you this year, but they, um, we got a lot of pushback because that, uh, this year it's the day after Halloween and everyone was afraid they would not, um, be able to participate right. the night after Halloween. I, I don't know. I love the idea of a bunch of gamers on Twitch wearing, uh, wearing costumes and subsisting mainly on candy as they're trying to play through. <laughs> so Jeremy, you, you alluded to this a little bit about the beginning of Extra Life. Can you go into more detail about, about how this all got started? It's a really emotional story. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the story of Extra Life really kind of starts before, a couple of years before Extra Life was even a concept. And that, that was when I met a little girl in my radio career named Victoria Enman. And we were doing a, a radiothon for Texas Children's Hospital at the time. And uh, each year around Christmas time, we would do this radiothon where we'd go on the air and and we'd share these stories. And my job at the radio station was in audio production. Uh, and so I was responsible for recording these stories with these families and getting to know the kids and helping us get all the materials we needed for the Radiothon. And my first interview was with Victoria and men and her family. Her name, uh, everybody calls her Tori. And Tori came bouncing into our studio at 11 years old, or, or actually at the time, uh, I think maybe 10, 10 years old, and just comes bebopping in. She's uh, considered a, a survivor of leukemia. And life was good. And we had a great interview with them about all the things that the hospital did for them. And they went on their way and we had our radio find that Christmas time. And then, uh, the next year, my, uh, I was getting ready to, uh, to do the radiothon interviews and I saw her name come back up on my list and I noticed that, uh, I recognized her name and I turned to the person from the hospital and said, this little girl, we actually talked to her last year. We already have an interview with her. And the, my friend at the hospital said, well, this is a follow up story. And instead of bebopping into the studio, we were actually doing the interviews at the hospital this time. She came in in a hospital gown, in a wheelchair, with no hair, and very thin, hooked to a million machines. And uh, and I was floored. Mm-hmm. 
the difference in the little girl that I saw just a year before and, and the little girl that came rolling in was incredible and uh, heartbreaking, frankly. And she hopped up out of her chair, though, and, and kind of shuffled over to me and gave me this big hug and said hi and remembered my name. I went by Doc on the radio, and that name still follows me a little bit to, to this day. And I uh, I just kind of decided at that point that, that that little girl was had just a special place in my heart and was supposed to be in my life. And so um got to know her and her family over the course of their fight with leukemia, where she beat it again through a uh, bone marrow transplant. And then... Very sadly, got a, a call the following summer from her mom, who they had just gotten the news from a scan that the cancer in her blood had returned. And the, at this point, the only thing they could do was one more bone marrow transplant, which had a, about a 5% chance of working. And, and Tori decided she wanted to fight, and they, they all decided they'd fight with her. So she went into the hospital, ended up being in the hospital um, for almost, I think, seven months. I think she got to go home a couple times here and there, but it always something flared up or something went wrong and she had to go home again. And during that period of time, uh, I spent a lot of time hanging out with Tori in the hospital. We would play games together. We would uh, watch TV together. I'd give her mom a break since her mom was living practically at the hospital with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, you know, let mom go out and run errands and just get some coffee and decompress a little bit and really got to know Tori and, um, I was running a video game website called Sarcastic Gamer at the time, and I put the word out to those gamers that I have this friend of mine. She's super cool. She's played every game that they have on their PS2s here in uh, the hospital. Um, does anybody have anything they're not using and uh, or the games are done with and they wouldn't mind sending them over? What was supposed to be you know, a trickle of a couple things to keep her occupied ended up being an avalanche of this like outpouring of love from the gaming community. We received things from all over the world, and uh, so much so that Tori was actually having to offload the games to other kids because it was just too much. I mean, it was just ridiculous how much stuff came in. And that was the, sort of the first glimpse into the generous nature of gamers, who I was one of, but at the same time, I still kind of had that stereotypical, you know, like you, you judge gamers by some of the comments you read under articles, and, and you don't get the best picture. Sure. And and so um, later that year, Tori... Uh, developed a fungal infection in her lungs as a result of her suppressed immune system that was, you know, the effort to get her ready for a bone marrow transplant. And um, she was still in the hospital at the Radiothon in December. I got uh, got her on the on the radio and, and did an interview with her and talked to her a little bit afterwards and asked her what she wanted for Christmas. And she said she just really wanted to go outside and see um, Christmas lights. And I didn't even think about being able to accomplish that for her because, you know, she was so sick and frail, but a nurse overheard us talking and actually just showed up with a huge pile of blankets, a really special wheelchair that had all the pump hookups for her, um, got her parents' permission, doctor signed off, and we rolled out into the Houston Medical Center at uh, about 10 o'clock, 9, 9.30 at night, and uh, we got a chance to look at Christmas lights together, and it was just me and her walking around looking at lights, and rolled her back upstairs. Took her to her room. We stopped uh, on the way up. We stopped back by the Radiothon area where there was this big Christmas tree. Got our picture made there. And I'm actually sitting here with that picture right now. I know your listeners can't see it, but I have I've turned my camera on, on uh, Skype here so you can see it. Mm. Um, but um, this is uh, this is Tori. I don't know if you can see it very well. We had that picture made right there. Mm. And that picture is... Uh, it's always here with me. Uh, Michael will test. I actually brought it with me to our broadcast last year for Extra Life, and 
and uh, it sat in the front seat of my car with a seatbelt on it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it's, it's special to me for a lot of reasons. Not only is it has Tori had an immense impact in my life, but that specific picture is important because, uh, that was the last time that I ever got to see her. Mm. Um, so Tori died right after the new year. And, um, uh, grief does some things to you and sometimes it renders you, uh, you know, unable to move or think or talk. And then sometimes it just pisses you off and you just want to do something about what's happening. Yeah. And you see children who are sick and kids like Tori and, 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 and parents like Joelle and her mom who have to bury a 13 year old kid, a 15 year old child in Tori's case. But I mean, children and, and their parents who are going through just horrible things. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a, it made me angry. And, um, I wanted to do something in Tori's memory. I wanted to keep her alive in some way. And so, um, got together with my buddies at Sarcastic Gamer again. We put the word out. And in 2008, we launched Extra Life in October and October 15th of 2008. Uh, we raised $120,000 for the hospital that Tori, uh, was, um, being treated at at Texas Children's. The next year we raised 170,000 and that sort of brings us up to where I, I was sharing with you about how um, it's now a CMN Hospitals program. We made the donation to CMN Hospitals, and they have been um, incredible. We, we This has just been a, a fantastic uh, program. It's doubled every year since then. So we went from uh, 450000 in 10 to a $1 million in 11 to $2 million in 12 to $4 million <laughs> last year, um, all, all because gamers are who they are. They're the most social people on the planet. They are just like everyone else, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, brothers, and sisters. Um, and almost everyone has been touched by a children's hospital at some point. And, and so we just find that it's a perfect fit between the people who are the big, biggest kids at heart and the kids that we're here to serve. That's just such an incredible story. And I think an amazing tribute to someone who sounds like she was an amazing person. Um, and I'm very pleased to have played a very tiny role in that. Uh, so thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, if someone wants to get involved, there are lots of different options. So can we talk a little bit about some of the ways people can support Extra Life, whether they are supporting it as pledging for someone else or actually participating as a gamer? What are the different options? All right, I'll take that one. Sure. <laughs> um, so when you get involved with Extra Life, you, you can sign up and participate yourself um, as an individual, or you can even start your own team and get your buddies or coworkers or family and friends involved. Um, and you can all kind of participate in Extra Life under your team umbrella. Um, you know, if, if maybe gaming isn't your thing or, or you want to do something else and, and still contribute to somebody's Extra Life campaign, it's super easy to donate as well. Uh, you can just go to the website and search for a random player or somebody that you know um, and just make a donation. There's also a way to just donate straight to that hospital as well. Um, so, I mean, it, it's participating. It's spreading the word. It's making that donation. It's making the ask. Um, there's just tons of different ways that you can you can help kids in your neighborhood. Right. I, I When I was creating it, I remember that you could make a – you make a essentially a web – page for your uh for your participation and that keeps you informed as well as other people if they want to visit your webpage to see how well you are doing uh and that was really helpful for me because uh, i i participated in a team so i could see how i was doing compared to the rest of my team 
And the team I joined was uh, the largest of all the teams. It was the one that ended up raising the most money last year. It was the Rooster Teeth team. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Rooster Teeth guys. I've had uh, Bernie Burns on the show before. Fantastic guy. Uh, and so I participated with them, and uh, I, I came in number 15, so not bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was pretty pleased with myself. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Well, no, that was 15 out of the Rooster Teeth, not out of everybody. I should say that, uh, because Ro- the Rooster Teeth raised about 340000 something like that. Yeah. Uh, total. So I was, um, I, I don't remember exactly how much. I, I just remember my rank was 15. I was so proud. Uh, nice. for a while I was beating Jack Patillo, who was the captain of the team. And that, then I was, uh, then Jack surpassed me and I, I had well, no hope. He, he, he just passed you because he did the truffle shuffle. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so he, the, the neat thing is, of course, like you were saying, gamers are very social. And so if you are a gamer out there and you have a, a gaming group that you like to play with, like people, maybe you have, uh, you know, your old buddies from your old Halo 2 guild then this is a great way to represent and join together and do something as a group and give back to a community in a really meaningful way. It's one of those things that I thought uh, was a great way of leveraging that sense of community. And it gives gamers a feeling that the the skill that they have uh, is meaningful. It's beyond being uh, entertaining yourself or, you know, schooling a noob. It's all about <laughs> it's also about doing something that actually has a visible positive impact on the community at large. So I immediately uh, latched on to this idea. I thought it was fantastic. So let's say we've got some folks out there in tech stuff land who want to end up joining in. They want to participate. Do you have any tips for people who want to try to go out and raise pledges? Any best practices? We've seen a lot of really cool stuff uh, happen. I I think I mentioned the lady um, who did the bake sale. So she uh, ran up on a hard time doing the online ask and she just didn't feel comfortable asking for money. And while we do have some tips for that on, on our website, um, the, uh, what she did is she put out basically brownies that she made with a jar next to him where she worked and you just kept it stocked with brownies all the time and just said, Hey, put a donation in here for my extra life page. And, uh, it's going to sit kids here in our area and take a brownie. And she raised a significant amount of money that way. Um, and there are uh, folks out there that um, will do some fun things that have nothing to do with the actual gaming in order to get the donations. I personally uh, do a thing on my page where if you make a, do- a donation of a certain amount, then it uh, I will sing a, a portion of a song for you in, on uh, Facebook by a you know streaming video uh, <laughs> and post it on your Facebook page. So I mean, there's a lot of different creative ways that people do this. But it's uh, it's really um, it's really kind of up to the creativity of the gamer. I know Mike's seen a few things too. Yeah, I mean, especially with this guild program, I get to work with some of the most passionate extra lifers out there. Um, and heck, I just saw somebody from Alabama reach out to their local daytime news and score an interview on there, and so he was able to tell the news lady about. Everything that Extra Life is, you know, how he how he heard about it, how he got involved, you know, the the bigger story of how it affects Children's Miracle Network hospitals across North America, and then at the very end, plugged his own fundraising page. I mean, it was gold. It was. <laughs> it's a great way to to rise up in the rankings. No, what, right, what's also cool is that Extra Life takes not just you know it doesn't just help tap into that gamer culture. 
it feeds back into it. There are a lot of things about extra life uh, that that are very closely tied to what it is to be a gamer today. For example, the website has achievements. So that really does tap into that gamer psyche. Those of us who desperately want to get every single achievement possible. And uh, I love that that is a part of something that can pop up on profiles. There's also, if you participate, there's that you have the swag section as well. So there's uh, kind of almost like a, a crowdfunding approach. Um, so it's taking some of the great ideas I've seen used in other areas and really honing it for this experience to make it enjoyable and fun for the people who are participating while still being meaningful. And that's one of the best. That's one of my favorite things about the the approach you guys have taken. Thank you. Yeah, I mean those those achievement badges you're talking about, those are those are brand new this year. We had heard that feedback from the community. Those ideas come and we're like, you know what? That's awesome. Let's do it. Um, so we were able to add those achievements this year, and and that swag and incentives page you're you're talking about. Um, that's something that's constantly changing. We're constantly bringing on new community partners um, who are offering kind of those community wide incentives for those fundraising power ups right there. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're very excited to see that grow and, and the impact that our partners are able to do just by saying, Hey, we're going to give you a free month trial. If you raise 50 bucks for your local children's miracle network hospital, um, it's just some really exciting stuff going on. Yeah. This was, uh, something that as soon as I saw it, I thought, well, you know, you're, you're, you've got taking advantage of that huge, uh, achievement culture that you see on both the Xbox platform and the steam platform. It's a, it's a proven working model. And it's another cool way for the gamers to interact with one another and, and have fun with this. And, uh, and I really also enjoy how the groups kind of have this friendly competition. Sometimes, sometimes there's a little more smack talking, uh, between each other, but that, that just ends up fueling even more support for the end goal. So it's one of those times where the smack talk actually is something I really recommend uh, people uh, participate in in a constructive way because uh, because I see the results and they're great. Um, now, do you guys have any other like cool stories from past Extra Life events, things that stood out in your mind as really neat examples of what people have done to really make this event their own? There's a lot of different sort of, I guess, deployments of Extra Life out there. Um, like you said, I mean, the, the folks at Rooster Teeth last year who did their, their marathon broadcast was just incredible. And, and then you got, uh, you know, other partners like, like GameSpot, uh, who, who are planning, I think, a 100 hour live stream this year, um, which is just unbelievable. But then you also, and, and, and I, we celebrate those things because obviously, you know, th- those are loud voices that have a big impact. But I celebrate personally just as much. The one guy who's got two guys watching him on Twitch, uh, who's streaming his heart out and raising a ton of money, you know, by, uh, relative to, to how many folks he's got watching. Um, I, I, I like to see the, the, the difference in, in, there might be a difference in execution and there might be a difference in sort of the impact based on, you know, size and how many people listen to you or, or you're friends with, but there, it's so common. The passion is common. Right. Uh, their hearts are all just as convicted uh, about doing something that's going to help kids in their neighborhood. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways out there. But like we said, like I said before, the the end of the day here, it's people doing 
really wonderful things while having a blast. Uh, and there's so many different definitions of having a blast that are out there that we could be here all day long. Don't forget also, X-Life is not just about video games. I mean, board games and tabletop gamers have, have embraced this like crazy over the last couple of years. They've, they've come in like, like a boss um, and, and raised a ton of money. And some of our, our new partners, Wizards of the Coast and uh, Looney Labs, have, have stepped up on that front uh, in a very big way to be X-Life partners as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that uh, that that shows like Tabletop on the Geek and Sundry Network have really brought that element of gaming. And again, they they stress how gaming is a communal event and brings people together, whether you're competing against one another or cooperating with each other to attain a specific goal. And uh, and and you're absolutely right. That's you know, I don't mean to be <laughs> to narrowly define it as video games because any games really do work. As as for my own personal experience, I thought I would I would entertain our listeners by explaining what I did. Now, when I did mine, I didn't do it as Jonathan Strickland, host of Tech Stuff. I did my own little thing because uh, I wasn't sure how to frame it in the context of uh, the podcast I do. I was just kind of joining in with the Rooster Teeth folks. So my idea was, since it was a 25-hour marathon, I was going to throw myself in the deep end. And I was going to play Minecraft on PC for 25 hours. <laughs> and for those those people who pledged to me, if you pledged at $25, I would build you a tribute within the game. And if you pledged more than that, I would build you a tribute that was fitting compared to the pledge level that you made. And when I started, when I started getting pledges of $200, I knew I was in trouble because it had to be eight times more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> than the $25 level. So for the first 22 hours <laughs> of Minecraft, which I did stream on Twitch and I had, I had people watching like maybe two or three people the entire time. So I'm one of those guys that Jeremy <laughs> was talking about there. Uh, for the first 22 hours or so, people watched me just gathering all the different resources I needed. And then for the next two hours, it was me building all the different tributes using the materials that would be appropriate for each one. There was one guy who he ran a group of gamers who are known for griefing people on Minecraft, but he donated to me and he said he, what his tribute needed to be was a house that I would then burn down <laughs> and then put his uh, gamer group uh, name in obsidian over the remains of the house, which I did. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I went all out. I, I built, I built a. It was nicer than the house I had made for myself. My house was a hole in the ground with a door, but I made a wooden house for these guys. Built the name over it and then set it on fire. And uh, by that time, I was pretty loopy. I think I was actually humming yakety sax from uh, the old Benny Hill show at that point. And then for the final hour, I just ran around the world that I had created because I, I, I had finished all the tributes and I had gone crazy. But it so was. I, I just want to point out to you that Minecraft has this thing called creative mode, where you don't have to go mine all the material. That's true. That's true. But I was doing this in the spirit of really, and I had never played oh. the PC version of Minecraft. I was doing it specifically because I wanted it to oh. be an effort. I wanted... Oh my god! So you were having to like figure out the recipe for yes. like a dope... Yes. Oh, god. I had no I idea. Hate... Yeah. No. I, hate... I was asking Twitch. I was saying, "All right, seriously, just tell me what a shovel is." Because <laughs> the no. o the only time I'd ever played was on uh, the Xbox, which is Minecraft with training wheels. 
You know, that's they you don't need to know how to how to put the things in the right uh dimensions in order to make a a a anything in Minecraft on the Xbox. You just have to have the raw materials and it does it itself. But on the PC you have to put them in the right configuration in order to make whatever it is you're making. And also I was making uh ang- I was anguished by decisions thinking things like, "Well, I really need this diamond for the tribute." But I also have to mine obsidian, so I'm going to have to make a diamond pickaxe. <laughs> but but that was what was entertaining to the people who were watching me. And uh and it also I thought really demonstrated that uh, I was I was really dedicated to seeing this out. And I did. I played the full 25 hours and um it was a, an incredible experience and I felt really like a, a great sense of reward from that. Not just from raising the money, but from my participation and dedication to it. And I think that's another thing that, you know, you really can't, you can't dismiss that. That's something that, uh, is a great feeling when you are participating in something larger than yourself and contributing to it. I really see that as a fulfilling activity. And so I, I highly recommend any of my tech stuff listeners out there to look into extra life, see if you can participate either by pledging for someone else or Participating as a gamer yourself and raising pledges, it is an amazing experience. And you can be part of a larger group. You can do things on your own. Uh, you can stream it live, whatever you want to do, however you want to define it. But it's an amazing way to contribute and have a good time while doing it. Oh, that's awesome. I, hats off to you for that. Um, you know, we were loopy and we had a very varietal extra life experience get doing our stream we don't actually get to play a lot of games ourselves during that period of time where we're constantly updating the community plus we had those ddos attacks last year which right. uh, occupied a lot of our mental and emotional energy um uh but yeah to, to play one game for 25 hours especially like minecraft that that is epic that you did that <laughs> and uh that is amazing. So uh, hats off to you, and you've given me some ideas for some pre-Extra Life fundraising that I may do if it's all right for me to borrow your tactic. It is absolutely all right. I I think, uh, you know, it was, again, I was kind of taking that idea from the crowdfunding world of if I hit this level, this is the reward you get for supporting me. And so all of my rewards were within the, the realm of the game I was playing. And Minecraft just made it easy because... <laughs> It's it's something where you can build stuff within that game. There are other games that you could do that in, obviously. Uh, I asked my listeners what game I should play this year if I decided to do just a single game. And it looks like uh, it looks like I'm going to be leveling a character from level one to as high as I can get in Destiny. That's what it looks like. Yeah, so. I think that's 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 a that's a strong thing, uh, strong thing to go after for for that. And I think Destiny is going to be a little more uh, maybe energy infusing than Minecraft was for you. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. But now that, now that you can no longer go to the treasure cave and just fire into a hole for that. two hours. Yeah. No, they fixed that. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> we just got a PS4 this weekend, this past weekend. And, uh, we, I, I played about eight minutes of destiny and my son, uh, and my other kids have been on the PS4 the entire time. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance at it myself soon. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a really uh, incredible experience if you can get a couple of other people joined up with you and really kind of tackle it the way it was meant to be played. It's one of those games where you really do need to kind of play it the way they intended it to when you try and step outside of it. 
uh, I think it's a little less rewarding. But, uh, then, you know, that's that tends to be how I play most games anyway. Once in a while, I'll step outside and just see yeah. what, what happens. But uh, that doesn't always end well for me. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. And again, I highly recommend to my listeners, check this out. Look into it. Learn more about it. There's tons of information on the website and uh, including all of the, the swag and incentives that we've talked about. There are suggestions on how to get things like corporate matching. It may be possible for you to participate in this and your company or, or the, the people you work for might be able to match whatever you raise, which is another great idea. Uh, something I highly recommend looking into. A lot of companies are happy to do that and are looking for opportunities to do that. So uh, I recommend that as well. Is there anything else you guys would like to say before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, I would just, I would encourage your listeners to make Extra Life their own. Um, just, I was thinking about that question you asked us a little bit while back about, you know, creative ways we've seen people kind of take Extra Life and run with it. And um, one that I wanted to share is, People are turning Extra Life into kind of like a neighborhood block party where they are, you know, inviting their friends, their neighbors over to their house. And they're saying, hey, you know, come on over. Here's my here's my laptop. Make a donation to my page. And they just grill out and they play games all, all day long. Um, I mean, it's it's not necessarily they're all playing for the 24 hours, but they'll do it in shifts. So there's always somebody in the house playing a game. Um, just, you know, it's a, it's a community activity like you were talking about. So so make it your own and run with it. That's fantastic. Guys, thank you again. I, I can't thank you enough for jumping in. And uh, uh, I really look forward to seeing how much is raised this year. And keep in mind, listeners, again, this is one of those things where if you can't participate on the National Game Day, that's fine. You can totally do it on a different day. And keep in mind, you don't have to push yourself to the breaking point either. Everyone understands that this is a, an event that's held for charity. And sure, you, you might need to put in some time, but you can put that in. You can break that up. You don't have to do it all in 24 hours if that's just not possible. The important thing here is that we are gamers who are grouped together supporting something larger than ourselves. And as long as we remember that, I think, you know, we take home the important lesson here. So thank you again. Guys, uh, if you ever have any suggestions out there for any episodes of Tech Stuff, you know how to get in touch with me. Email me, techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Drop me a line on Twitter, Facebook, or Tumblr. My handle at all three is techstuffhsw. And I'll talk to you guys again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.